Thank you, Doug Apple. This is Lowell Jackson on a time we call a fellowship on Wave 94. And we just hope that we will enjoy the flowing of the triune God as life. The Lord measures out our life in days. Uh, we've already shared a good many examples of uh, that, how we should look at our human life, our Christian life, our time on this planet in terms of days. And I believe the scripture confirms that how we start our day is so critical. And we've been sharing that. I want to share with you today some fresh verses that support that. It is not to make you feel guilty about whether or not you're having an adequate time with the Lord. So let's don't go there. But it is, again, to give us a perspective of how the Lord views our days and how we can start our day and make a difference in the rest of the day. Hope that's making sense. Um, here's a verse we haven't shared before. It uh, goes all the way back to uh, Isaiah chapter 50 and verse 4. Um and you may have heard some of this uh, verse before. It talks about sustaining the weary with a word. I don't know about you, but maybe um, I don't wake up every morning doing somersaults and hallelujahs around the house. Um, uh, many of my fellow humans uh, are very weary until they get a cup or two of coffee. Uh, so, uh, getting those eyes pried open um, may feel like weariness here, but the scripture is talking about sustaining the weary with a word. And here's the next line: He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as an instructed one. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as an instructed one. I just wonder how our day would be different if we started it looking to the Lord to instruct us to be, as the scripture says in Isaiah, an instructed one. There's some other uh, verses that uh, indicate that if we will open um, to the uh, S-O-N the same way that a flower opens to the S-U-N in the morning, uh, it will make a difference in our day. And as you are aware, the Lord describes himself in Second Peter and also um, in Revelation as uh, a morning star. Now, why would the Spirit, in inspiring the Word of God, refer to the Lord as a morning star instead of just a star? That's, a star is a, quite a beautiful concept of light in the darkness. Um, but Second Peter 1.19 talks about a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. The morning star rising in your heart. And the morning star 
is different from the other stars because uh, it is in the darkest part of the night, precedes the overwhelming shining of the S-U-N, and gives uh, a wonderful expression of light in a dark, dark night. And then in Revelation chapter 22, verse 16, the Lord identifies himself. He says, I am. And by the way, just to do a quick aside, if you want to have an enjoyable Bible study sometime, just do uh, some searching on the I am's. And we will see that the Lord wants to be so much to us many, many times, Old Testament and New Testament. There is the I am, um, just showing the inexhaustible supply and enjoyment that God wants to be to us. But let me get back to the point here. Revelation twenty-two sixteen, I am the bright morning star and again you know the scriptures could have just says i am the star that would have been a beautiful uh, description beautiful picture of what the lord wants to be in the dark age that we're in now uh, not only the star but the morning star not only the morning star but the bright morning star beautiful picture of how the Lord wants us to view our days and come to him to shine and be experienced uh, by us. Uh, In Psalm 119, verse 147 says, I anticipated the dawn and cried out, I hoped in your words. And I know many of us, depending on how you're biologically wired, uh, have a hard time getting up in the morning. What if we ask the Lord before we go to sleep at night? Lord, help me. Help me to start tomorrow freshly with you. I believe the Lord would love a prayer like that. What do you think? Uh, If we need the help of an alarm, okay. Because, uh, uh, as they say, uh, it's hard to make a habit, but once you've done something several times, you've established it. Hard to break an old habit, but we can. Um, Psalm 57, verse 8 Awake, my glory, awake, O harp and lyre, I will awaken the dawn. Lamentations 3, verse 23 as well as verse 22. It is Jehovah's loving kindness that we are not consumed, for his compassions do not fail. They are new every morning. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Psalm 83, 13, But I, O Jehovah, have cried out to you, and in the morning my prayer comes before you. And we know, you know, this was the pattern of the first God-man. The Lord Jesus himself in Mark 1.35, rising early in the morning. And the scripture said it was even still night. And guess what? There were no streetlights, uh, no flashlights. 
He got up in the night and went out into a deserted place, and there he prayed. You remember the illustration of our predecessors, the children of Israel, Exodus sixteen twenty one. They gathered the heavenly food morning by morning. And, of course, that's uh, a wonderful miracle, but it's like so much of the Old Testament. It's a picture, a symbol, a sign of a greater reality. And the reality, we know, came in the New Testament. John six fifty one. the Lord Jesus said, I am. <laughs> There's another one of those I ams. I am the living bread which came down out of heaven. I am the living bread which came down out of heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread which I give him is my flesh, given for the life of the world. In 2 Corinthians 4.16, the apostle Paul, writing to these believers in Corinth, gave them a quite a view of our... Uh, of our human life, actually, and also our Christian life. Uh, what a view this is. He tells them, do not lose heart. But though our outer man is decaying, and I would think most of us are starting to realize this, the outer man is decaying. Yet, our inner man our inner man is being renewed day by day. Day by day. In uh, Proverbs um, 4.18, another picture of our Christian life. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until the full day. And I believe if we Christians would get into the habit of just starting our day 10 minutes, 20 minutes earlier, uh, not so much for Bible study. We love Bible study, of course. Not so much for a prayer list, although the Lord wants to hear our request, we know. But a time of opening to the Lord. Just uh, being uh, so genuinely appreciative, even loving the Lord. The Lord is looking for a bride. The primary characteristic looked for in a bride is love. He wants our love. He needs our uh, appreciation for all that he is doing and has done for us. In fact, uh, let's have a few practical suggestions on what we do in this time. Uh, in Psalm 95, verse 2, it says, Let us come into his presence. Let us come into his presence. Now, what do you think the rest of that verse is going to say? How should we come into the Lord's presence? Well, there would be, of course, there would be many right answers to that question. Um, doesn't say come into his presence with our prayer list. Nothing wrong with that. But maybe that's not the way to start. Psalm 95, 2 says, Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Good way to start, right? 
don't we have a lot to thank the Lord for? So much. That should be the longest list. Once you get started on Thanksgiving, uh, it could go longer than we think. We really enter into his presence and realize how much we need to thank the Lord for. And then Psalm 100 verse 4 also gives a lot of help in uh, what we can do in our time with the Lord. It says, enter into his gates. Well, how should we enter? How should we enter into his gates? Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. You should make a note of that verse. That would be a good roadmap. A good, <laughs> I hate to use the word, how about this word, agenda. That would be a good agenda for our time with the Lord. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. So much help coming from our predecessors there. Um, and his name, as uh, we've shared before, is the handle on our, this wonderful person. If we want to draw the Lord closer into our experience, closer into our realization, his name is the key. Um, Psalm 116.13 says, I will take up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. Psalm 145.18 says, Jehovah is near to who? All those who behave? All those who work hard? Psalm 145.18 says, Jehovah is near to all who call upon him. To all who call upon him in reality or in truth. So, um, what a wonder the Lord wants us to honor and bless his name. That, of course, goes all the way back to the Ten Commandments. We love the Lord's name. It's uh, sacred. It's special. It's a gift to us. Why? Because, again, it's uh, our handle. I say that hopefully quite reverently. It's our handle on getting this wonderful person more realized in our experience. Um, in our time with the Lord, the Apostle Paul, again, gives us some very good help in the Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Because most of us humans on planet Earth start our day quite uh, anxiously with all the things we've got to get done, all the things that are coming at us. And Paul says, in nothing be anxious, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Over and over, we see this theme that um, we should, uh, as it says um, in another place in the New Testament, which I can't pull up right now in my memory, but abounding in thanksgiving. Abounding. I don't know what that means, but it sounds like a lot. Abounding in thanksgiving. So uh, this is um, 
hopefully some practical help in how to start the day, I highly recommend that you just have a few verses. It's not the time necessarily for Bible study, especially if you're jumping into family responsibilities, jumping into um, the crazy traffic commute and all of those things um, that are that are waiting for you. But some verses will help us and even uh, perhaps some uh, short uh, help with those verses can help us uh, make this the 10, 15, 20 minutes that are uh, set the pace, set the mark, establish the characteristic of our day. So let me recommend to you a, a free resource we've mentioned before. If you've never signed up for it, it's free. It's uh, emana.com. Uh, what will happen uh, during the night is you will get an email to your requested address that will um, give you a couple verses of scripture and a short paragraph or two to help you enjoy those verses even even more. Uh, if you don't have time for the paragraph, no problem. God's word is the most important. But just a verse or two waiting for you every morning for you to just open up and uh, read over those verses a couple times. Maybe turn those verses into a prayer. Turn them into a praise. Turn them into a, a thank offering. Uh, turn them into a declaration of who you are and who God is. But God's Word uh, is so powerful if we will turn it into prayer. So I hope that's helpful. Again, uh, I would recommend you jot that down and sign up. It's e. M-A-N-N-A dot com. E as an excellent, M-A-N, and then N-A dot com. E-M-A-N-N-A dot com. And with uh, Doug Apple's very good help, we will be uh, right back, hopefully, with uh, more good uh, help from Fellowship. Was Jesus simply a great religious leader? The next day he saw Jesus coming to him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John chapter 1 verse 29. Based on the scriptures, the religious people were looking for a great leader, but Jesus was introduced to them as a little lamb with a little dove. The lamb is for redemption to redeem fallen man back to God. And the dove is for life-giving, for anointing, to anoint man with what God is, to bring God into man and man into God. Both the lamb and the dove are needed for man to participate in God. Scripture, John 1.29, and commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit lsm.org. My name is Mary. I am assistant professor at Florida State University. I enjoy teaching and research on campus. As a researcher, I have many discoveries. But the biggest discovery is the fact that I have a human spirit. Whenever I call, Oh Lord Jesus, I get the response of this wonderful person, the eternal God right in my spirit. 
I am happy living in the presence of the Lord. I invite you to experience this unspeakable joy by calling on Him from deep within your spirit and your heart. Sense that God is with you. Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. Jesus was the name given by God, whereas Emmanuel, meaning God with us, was the name by which man called him. Jesus the Savior is God with us. He is God, and He is also God incarnated to dwell among us. He is not only God, but God with us. Scripture, Matthew 1.23, and commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version, published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit lsm.org. You make it so easy for us to have fellowship. We've been having a good bit of fellowship uh, both today and in previous days about how to uh, be a good steward of every day that the Lord gives to us. And um, the key, of course, I believe, is uh, uh, how you start the day. It doesn't mean if you um, miss your time with the Lord and you oversleep or whatever, you're your day is a wipeout because we can uh, be approaching and turning to the Lord all during our day. But the morning is uh, the start is uh, so special. Um, it's it's like an appointment we see in the scriptures that uh, we don't want the Lord waiting. Um, we want uh, to be there looking uh, for him. Um, the key verse in Acts chapter 2 verse 46 talks about the our predecessors the early believers they continued day by day and even in the next verse 47 of chapter 2 in Acts the Lord was adding to them day by day and I got to believe there is a connection there that they were continuing in the faith growing in the Lord enjoying the Lord fellowshipping with one another house to house and because they were vibrant living vivified believers enjoying the resurrected christ living in them the lord could add to them day by day 
because they were enjoying the resurrected Christ day by day. The Lord uh, wants to bring more people into such a uh, experience. So we're living this kind of life day by day. Uh, he has uh, a, a way to uh, make us a pattern, make us um, part of the, the magnetism, because the one living in us is the great universal magnet. He can point others to us, bring others to us, and think what would happen in um, this area if we were people who were enjoying the Lord, opening our mouth and letting others know of the Lord at the appropriate times, that would, would happen. Um, let me give you some more verses that would encourage you uh, to consecrate this time to the Lord. Psalm chapter 5, uh, verse 3. Psalm 5, 3. O Jehovah, in the morning... I will watch. I will set forth my words in order to you. O Jehovah, in the morning I will watch. Psalm 90, satisfy us in the morning with your loving kindness that we may give a ringing shout and rejoice all our, guess what the next word is, not years. All our days satisfy us in the morning, and we will rejoice all our days. Um, the The best time to meet the Lord, to contact Him, to fellowship with Him, is early in the morning. We all remember the example of Exodus chapter 16, when the manna was gathered before the sun rose. Anyone who wants to eat God's food needs to rise up early. Because in the illustration there, the type, the sun waxes hot, the manna melted, and it was gone. If we want to receive spiritual nourishment and spiritual edification, if we want to have spiritual fellowship and spiritual supply, we need to rise early. Rise, if we rise up late, the manna will be gone. The early morning is the very time when God dispenses his spiritual food and holy fellowship to his children. And all those who know God um, and, grow, and grow in the best way rise up early. We should spend the best time of the day, the early morning, before the Lord, rather than in other things. Some Christians spend the whole day on other matters and kneel down to read the Bible and pray at night when they're about to go to bed. And no wonder that day has been ineffective in their Bible reading, in their prayer, in their fellowship with the Lord. So the moment we believe in the Lord, we should set apart the early morning for fellowshipping with God and for contacting God. Um, And opening our whole being to uh, to His Word, I want to give you a couple of examples of uh, predecessors that other believers have found to be uh, good patterns. Um, Martin Luther 
talked about spending the first couple of hours every morning. And he said, if I don't do this, if I don't spend the first few hours in the morning with the Lord, the devil gets the victory throughout the day. I have so much business, I cannot get on without spending several hours in prayer. And Luther testifies that he his prayer was enriched because he combined it with the study of the word. He Here's a direct quote from Luther. He that has prayed well has studied well. Better is the prayer half of the study. So he had learned to take the Bible and turn it into a prayer using God's words to be his prayer. Um, John Wesley is quoted as in the same manner of prayer and meditation in the morning. Um, Samuel Rutherford rose up early. Uh, Watchman Nee in his book called uh, Messages for Building Up New Believers talked about rising early. He said that's the time to fellowship with God, to praise, and to sing. Yes, sing. <laughs> Um, you know, the Lord wants you to sing to him. Uh, he talks about not a beautiful melody, but a joyful noise. Uh, Watchman Nee also recommends reading the Bible and praying over it. And he says the best way is to mingle our reading with our praying, unceasing communion with the Lord. Um, one of the... Um, leaders of the Keswick Deeper Life Movement in Australia. Uh, a brother by the name of McCartney talks about, I want to entreat you to get up a little earlier. Meet God over his word. Mingle that word with prayer. Mingle his word with praise. You know, here we see that um, there is a, a way for the Lord to meet us in us to meet him by uh, consecrating, setting aside a time in the morning to uh, come to him, um, meet with him, look for him, seek him, and follow the pattern of the Lord Jesus himself and these other dear believers who um, have gone before us and paved the way. Um, there's a verse in Acts 16 that's a nice little window into our, our predecessors. It says, While praying, Paul and Silas sang hymns of praise to God. Now, you're familiar with that story. They were in a terrible situation, a deplorable jail. Uh, my question is, were they praying or were they singing? Well, yes, I think is the answer. Let me read it and see if you agree. Acts 16.25, while praying, Paul and Silas sang. So again, we can see that the, the best singing is a prayer. The best prayer is God's word, singing and praising. All of this is a mingling, not, not to be formal and strict, but to... Um, um, have a 
genuine, real, sweet time with the Lord, not so formal, not so religious, but fellowship, praise, prayer, opening to Him, looking for His speaking and our speaking uh, to Him. Well, I hope this is helpful. I want to remind you again, this is a good way to start your morning. If you don't know what, what you want to read yet, what you want to get into to help you, and there are so many good um, daily devotional uh, books that have uh, come down uh, through the years. Um, one of my favorites is A Table in the Wilderness. Helped me so much as a young believer. But there's one that will come to you free every night. As you sleep, waiting for you in the morning, you can go to emana.com and sign up for it. No charge. emana.com. Well, Doug Apple is going to take us away for more good news, and we'll be right back. Thank you. Did God give the commandments if he knew we couldn't keep them? For the law was given through Moses. Grace and reality came through Jesus Christ. John chapter 1 verse 17. The law makes demands on man according to what God is. Grace supplies man with what God is to meet what God demands. The law at most was only a testimony of what God is. But reality is the realization of what God is. No man can partake of God through the law, but grace enables man to enjoy God. Reality is God realized by man, and grace is God enjoyed by man. Scripture, John 1.17, and commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version, published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit lsm.org. My name is Mike Lynch. I'm a believer and I received the Lord in a home in Memphis, Tennessee. And I recently moved to Tallahassee, Florida. Well, just a few years ago in Acts 2.46, when the apostles st started meeting together, the believers first started meeting together, they met in homes and it said day by day from house to house. And this really affected me because I myself received the Lord and had my beginning of following the Lord in a home. Anyway, uh, I, I would just like to say this to believers. This is another way other than meeting in a large church building. And if you are interested in this, would you please call and leave a message at 850-692-9558. The Lord be with your spirit. Grace be with you. This is Lowell Jackson, and we are having fellowship 
about how to spend our time more profitably with the Lord. We've been, if you just joined us, we've been um, trying to reinforce all the way through the scriptures the importance of starting our day and how it affects the rest of our day. Um, let's uh, con- continue with a few more practical Uh, matters of help from God's Word. We've suggested thanksgiving is certainly a way to enter into the Lord's presence. You remember the prayer that the Lord gave us as a model in uh, Matthew chapter 6, where uh, he shared with us to pray concerning the Father's name, the Father's kingdom, and the Father's will. And I wonder how many times I have prayed according to those key points that need to be addressed in our world, that the Lord's name be sanctified. Sanctified, of course, just means to be set apart, to be special. The Lord's name is to be sanctified. And then we are the ones who should be praying for the kingdom to come. Is anybody else going to be asking for the kingdom to come? We believers are not satisfied with the current arrangement of society. We want a kingdom to come with a king who rules and shows planet earth how it should be. So we should be praying for the kingdom to come, that for the Lord to order things um, uh, on the earth so that his kingdom can come. And he also reminds us to pray for his will Pray for his will. How many times have I gone to the Lord and asked for my will? Um, And so short of asking for his will to be done. And then in uh, Ephesians chapter 6, another suggestion for our time of prayer with the Lord is that we pray concerning all the saints. How often... Uh, do we pray for our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ? Um, In Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, it says that when we pray, we should have a secret place, a secret place just for a private time with the Lord. We know uh, Daniel's example in Daniel chapter 6. He prayed three times a day. So uh, we shouldn't restrict it just to a good start in the morning. Um, we certainly can uh, be, be praying while we're carefully driving on Thomasville Road. Um, the Lord also encourages us in Matthew chapter 18 that we have uh, some prayer partners. Um, he encourages us to have uh, two or three, as you know. And he says if the two or three are, if, of you are in harmony then uh, God has a way that will move the heavens. Um, so um, so much uh, pr- practical help is available to us in the patterns of those who've gone before. And um, um, and what we can learn uh, from them. We can also learn uh, from the, uh, the word itself What will enrich our prayer is to use God's Word to enrich our prayer. You know, so many times we might try to think of something original 
something uh, religious, something uh, suitable to uh, speak to the Lord when the very best words are his own words. And Paul tells us, the Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 6, that um, we can receive the Word of God by praying over it. It's certainly good to study. It's certainly good to analyze. certainly good to think about the Word and reread the Word. But also, uh, the fellowship here from the Apostle is that to pray over the Word, turn the Word into a prayer. It's either a prayer of uh, repentance it's a prayer of praise. It's a prayer of thanksgiving. It's a prayer of realization who the Lord is. But our, our praying should be based on God's word, the truth in God's word, and taking that and turning it back into uh, a prayer to the Lord. Um, in... Um, John chapter 5, the Lord had one of those antagonistic encounters with the religious ones who were quite well-versed in the Bible. They certainly knew the Bible quite well, and uh, the Lord spoke to that, and he says in John chapter 5, 39 and verse 40, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. And it is these that testify concerning me. Yet you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. Um, I think there's a key point here about the Bible. That we come to the Bible looking for the person. The Lord Jesus says here in John chapter 5 that... Uh, the Bible testifies concerning him. So the, the Bible is about Jesus. Um, our dear brother uh, David Huff over at Tallahassee Christian College and Training Center has, a, I think it's a year-long course in the, the whole scripture being about the person of Jesus Christ. Um, he is seen from Genesis to Revelation. And here the Lord says, it's about me. Um, in Hebrews chapter uh, 4, verse 2, it talks about mixing, mixing the word with faith. Um, so that what a powerful combination when we take God's word and mix it with our faith, then uh, it becomes quite uh, life-giving, quite supplying, quite uh, nourishing, um, quite um, uh, crucial to our uh, supply for that day and our growth in life. So again, we're encouraging you to have a plan to start your morning with a few verses of Scripture, uh, some help perhaps in enjoying those verses in a fuller, richer, and more enlightening way, 
And you can subscribe to a help in doing that at no charge at emana.com. That's E-M-A-N-N-A dot com. Just give uh, the form there your email address. You will not be solicited for any funds. This is a service of believers who want to enrich your daily time with the Lord. Emana.com. Doug Apple's going to take us away here for a brief pause. We'll be back with uh, more fellowship. What does it really mean to be born again? Jesus answered and said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born anew, he cannot see the kingdom of God. John chapter 3, verse 3. To be born anew is to be born from above, from heaven. That is to be born from God who is in heaven. The kingdom of God is the reign of God. It is a divine realm to be entered into, a realm that requires the divine life. Only the divine life can realize the divine things. Hence, for one to see or to enter into the kingdom of God requires that he be regenerated with the divine life. Scripture, John 3, verse 3, and commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version, published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit lsm.org. Hi, my name is Danielle, and I'm an educational psychologist I've recently moved from Los Angeles to Tallahassee with my husband, not knowing anybody here and leaving my family in Los Angeles. But praise the Lord, I have a family here in the church. I've really enjoyed meeting in the homes with believers like in Acts 2.46, and day by day continuing steadfastly with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they partook of their food with exaltation and simplicity of heart. If you're interested, please call 850-692-9558. Hi, my name is Penny, and one of the highlights of my week is getting together with other ladies in the Tallahassee area to pray. And if this is something you would be interested in, you're welcome to join us for prayer. It's every week here in Tallahassee. Just leave a message at 850-692-9558. We look forward to hearing from you. This is Lowell Jackson, and we're having a fellowship on Wave 94. Our fellowship, if you've just joined us for your um, commute, your next stop, just uh, plugging us in in between your stops, whatever your situation is, we've been fellowshipping about uh, the Lord measuring out our human life in, in units of days. 
That seems to be what the scripture teaches. He measures our human life out to us in days. How about we give him every day and think of every day as a gift from the Lord that we will give back to him. And uh, our fellowship, uh, if you've just joined us, has been very much along the lines of the way we start our day has a lot to do with how we will go through our day. Um, uh, What a consecration it could be if we would just say, Lord, I love you. I love you uh, more than I love my bed. I love you more than I love my sleep. I'm going to uh, get into a habit of uh, giving you uh, the first 10 or 15 or 20 minutes of my day. It's Lord, it's a love offering. It's, uh, it's appreciation. And not only that, but Lord, I need that. I need you to, to fill me, to fill my vessel Uh, and to start my day in a way that I'm dependent on you, not dependent on my experience, not dependent on my abilities, not dependent on those natural things around me, but, Lord, to start my day in dependence, opening up to you. You know, in Revelation chapter 2, verse 28, it tells us that uh, the Lord, Christ, will give the morning star to the overcomers. This seems like a special gift to a special category. He will give the morning star to the overcomers. And the New Testament reveals that Christ, who is signified by the heavenly illuminaries, the lights, is uh, himself the bright morning star. That's uh, confirmed in Revelation twenty-two sixteen, And we know that um, the, concerning the types of Christ, the entire Bible shows us that Christ is, is light. That goes all the way back to actually the, the third verse in the entire Bible. Genesis uh, 1, 3 uh, talks about light. And uh, then here... In Revelation 22, the Bible is concluding with uh, another luminary, another picture of God being light to us, uh, the morning star. And uh, as we've said before, the morning star appears at the darkest hour. There are certainly stars earlier in the night, but after midnight uh, and prior to the dawn, This uh, picture here indicates that Christ will appear as the bright morning star in the darkest time prior to the close of this age. And we believers should not be in a panic uh, because of uh, health plagues, viruses, uh, wars, um, turmoil, uh, strife. Uh, it is not going to get better. Um, sorry to break that news. It may seem like it's temporarily uh, better, but uh, the night gets darker and darker. And uh, But the Lord wants to shine brighter and brighter in our experience if we will overcome um, these things that are holding us back from depending more and more on him and having the bigger picture. 
he can brighten us with his himself as light. And there's no star that's as bright as the morning star. Uh, at the darkest time, within the overcomers, there is a star that's shining. The overcomers have this particular light. Uh, they enjoy this particular light. And this particular light is Christ as the morning star. Um, you certainly recall at the beginning of the New Testament that the star uh, came in Matthew chapter 22 uh, prior uh, or announcing or accompanying the incarnation. It came outside of religion. But at the end of the New Testament, the star is within the church. Today, um, among the churches, um, there is Jesus Christ, who is the morning star, walking among the lampstands in uh, Revelation chapters uh, 1, 2, and 3. Um, so we have to be careful that uh, we're not like the ones in Matthew 2 who were in uh, Jerusalem. They knew that the prediction was that God would come, the Messiah would come in Bethlehem, but yet they were in Jerusalem. They weren't looking. They weren't waiting. They weren't in the right place. Um, but the Lord requires that we be looking for him, anticipating him. You know, we've talked about uh, turning God's word into a prayer. You know, there's a very good example of this in the last uh, few words of the Bible. The last few words of the Bible are actually a case of hearing God speak, hearing the Lord speak, and turning that speaking back into a prayer to him. And you know what uh, the Lord says there at the end of the scriptures? He says, Behold, I come quickly. Behold, I come quickly. Now, John, who's faithfully writing this down for our benefit, the Apostle John, says just a couple more words that conclude the entire divine revelation of the scriptures. The Lord said, Behold, I come quickly. John says, Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Isn't that a good example of taking the Lord's speaking, agreeing with it, and turning it back into a prayer to him? Uh, that is what we've been laboring to uh, encourage you to do is to take the Lord's speaking, agree with it, and turn it uh, back to him. Um, in Second Peter uh, chapter 1 and verse 19, the morning star is associated with the Bible. And if we heed the word of prophecy, the day dawn, uh, the day will dawn within us. And the morning star will arise in our hearts. 
even before it arises for all the humanity, all the population to see the visible coming of the Lord. The word here is that it will arise in our hearts. So to take heed to this prophetic word is to pay attention to the living word. It, it, it is not simply to read the word. It is to enter in to the word until something arises within us. Uh, we can call this uh, dawn, uh, or we can call it the morning star. And we've said before on our times of fellowship here that any positive thing in the universe is a picture of what Christ wants to be to us. Um, and you, you know that from, if you just think about it, light, water, bread, um, so so many things are uh, just a picture of a greater reality, which is uh, the Lord himself. So um, the dawn, the S-U-N, is really just a picture of the S-O-N that uh, needs to arise, turn our darkness into day, turn our night into brightness. Um, we may call this uh, the dawn, the morning star. Second uh, Peter one nineteen uses the term morning star. The uh, the Greek word there, I believe, is uh, phosphorus, and you know that we get our word uh, uh, phosphorus from it, uh, which is a, a light bearing substance. Uh, Christ is the real phosphorus, uh, shining in today's darkness. So when we take heed to the word. Um, until something begins to shine within us, um, then we're experiencing the reality of the morning. I want to encourage you again to go to emana.com and sign up for a new start. Thank you, Doug Apple, for helping us. This is Lowell Jackson, Fellowship on Wave 94.